What's up? I'm B, and whether you are watching this on YouTube or you are listening to the podcast, I hope you are having an amazing day. Today, we're going to take a listen to the very first episode of Brittany Dawn's new podcast called Chiseled and Called. Yes, she has a podcast now, and it has a cool 2.8 star rating on Apple Podcasts. And I think part of that is due to how she was promoting this new podcast coming out. I can't find the original post. I have been scouring for it to the point where I thought that maybe this was like a figment of my imagination because I, I'm blocked on her Instagram, unfortunately, so I can't keep up with her that way. But on the Brittany Dawn subreddit, I could have sworn I saw a post of her, like from her Instagram stories saying like, send me proof that you gave the new podcast a five-star review and you'll be entered into a giveaway. And so I saw that. I'm like, wow, that seems really unethical. And I know that it's not uncommon for people to give out things like a freebie in exchange for a review when they are starting a podcast and they're trying to make it grow. A lot of people in the business space, in the spirituality space, stuff like that, they'll say, you know, hey, send my team a screenshot of the review that you left for the podcast and we'll give you this freebie, this ebook, this you know, audio track of a meditation, whatever it might be. But the key thing is that they say, leave an honest review. Just send me proof that you left a review on the podcast. And in this post that I'm thinking of, she was asking for five-star reviews in exchange, uh, and, and in exchange, she would be entered into a giveaway. And I don't know if that goes against the terms of service, particularly on Apple Podcasts, but at the very least, it seems a little bit sketchy. It seems a little bit sketchy that you would have to go and give a five-star review in order to get entered into a giveaway because the only reason people, the majority of people would be going to give you that review is because you're offering them something, not because they're being honest about the content that you are putting out. So anyway, I remembered seeing this post. I cannot find the specific post, but when I went to look at some of the reviews that have been left on this podcast, I'm like, okay, my mind is not failing me because here's what some people said. So one of the first ones I saw had an original review and then they went back and added some stuff later. And in the original review, it said, I really wanted to like this and I'm still rooting for this girl that she can turn it around. It's just too much though. The lies and deflections, her past is not in her past. She's doing this stuff now in real time. The more I looked into it, the more depressed I got. It's right there in plain sight. Sometimes her behavior leaves me utterly speechless. This podcast completely dumbfounded me. I've been a follower for years, but I need to step away and unfollow. It's too frustrating. Nothing adds up. She says one thing and then acts the opposite. Use your own discernment and pray about whether or not this is the kind of influence for you. If so, that's awesome. You go where God leads you. As for me, I'm stepping away. And then later they came back and they said, new edit. I came back to edit this review. I stumbled across her recent video threatening legal action against a negative review. I will never call another person evil, but I will call out a bully when I see one. This is wrong. Offering gift cards and Bibles to people who leave five stars is wrong. This is the behavior I was talking about. Wow. I'm just, wow. Something very dark has a hold of this woman and I pray she gets the help it appears she needs. As for the part where this person mentioned threatening legal action against a negative review, I will include the video right here so you can 
hear what she says. Say thank you to everyone that has left me a five-star review on Chiseled and Called. And if you haven't, here's your sign to go do that. Um, I've been going through and reading these comments today and they're just so encouraging and uplifting and edifying. And of course, there's some not so nice ones, but honestly, you can't leave this life unscathed. And there's that, like I talked about that in episode one. Um, side note, your username is not anonymous. So there's that free information to add to my ever so growing pile of documentation. <laughs> to the ones that have encouraged me and have just spoken life over this podcast, thank you. Because Chiseled and Called, these episodes are talking about big things, um, convicting things. And that convicting or that conviction leads to repentance. And the enemy doesn't like that. The enemy doesn't like anything that threatens his kingdom of darkness. And we'll use anything like slander and divisive words to try to stop that. But the Lord is planting seeds. There, there are people being reached that don't even believe in the Lord. And I truly believe that they're going to come to know the name Jesus as their king. So yeah, basically saying if you leave a negative review, just so you know, you're not anonymous and I'm putting a little post-it on your review. I'm putting a post-it on your username so that way I can add it to my ever so growing list of documents for this alleged impending lawsuit that she is going to bring against all of her online trolls and haters because they don't like her. Okay, like I, I just have so many thoughts on that because I think it is a really complex thing talking about like cyberbullying and harassment and how much is too much and even if it is legal, is it still morally ethical to say some things or to like constantly be talking about a person in a negative manner? And honestly, that's something that I have to keep in mind and something that I have to be aware of when I make content because I do focus on calling out negative behavior or scams or things that I disagree with. And often I'll make multiple videos about uh, one person or one group of people or one organization. I'll make multiple videos. And so I always have to be very aware of Right now, I'm calling out negative behavior in an ethical way. Where is the line? Where does it change from that into something that's not okay? And so I think it's worth having a nuanced conversation about cyberbullying, harassment, you know, going after someone unfairly. But the way that Brittany Dawn presents it is like, if you're leaving an anonymous comment on Reddit, just know that we're going to find you. Just know that you're not going to be anonymous for long. My lawyers are so happy. They have so much material. And while I do see a lot of negative comments about Brittany or comments that are like poking fun at her or, you know, like snarking on her, making jokes that are not super nice, I don't know that you can take legal action against somebody for that because she mentioned slander specifically in that video. And it's something can't be slander if it's true, right? So a lot of the things that people like make fun of Britney for or they roast her for or they talk about on forums like the subreddit or when people make videos and people make TikToks, stuff like that, it's talking about things that have happened. So I don't know. That whole thing is, like I said, it's a completely deep topic that would take a long time to unpack all of my thoughts and opinions about, but I can't believe she put that video out. Like, I understand that it has to be very difficult to know that there are people who keep an eye on your social media presence in order to speak about it in a way that is not favorable to you. I know it can't be fun to look at reviews of people saying hurt, like hurtful things about you or saying negative things about you, 
But that's part of being on the internet. That's part of your choices. And people are going to have a negative opinion on you no matter whether or not you think you've done something wrong. If you choose to put yourself on the internet, regardless of how big your following is, there will be some people who just don't like you and who say not nice things about you. Like that is just part of the gig, right? But then you take it a step further and you consider all of the things that Brittany Dawn has actually done. And she has to understand that people aren't just going to forget about those things. You can't just pivot content and expect the past to get washed away. People are still going to be upset about it. You're literally being sued by the state of Texas right now for some of your past actions. So it's not just people picking up on petty stuff and being like, oh, I don't like her forehead. Like I'm, I'm thinking of mean comments that I've gotten before. Somebody told me one time in a comment that I had a receding chin line and it was so hurtful, but it was really funny too. Like it hurt my feelings so bad, but I couldn't help but laugh because I've never heard that phrase before. But so, so you know what I mean? Like it's not just people picking on your your appearance or the way you speak or how you present yourself. It's literally people not liking you for the things that you have done and the unethical things that you have done. And so you have to know that if you're going to put out a podcast, there's going to be some negative reviews on there. It's just part of the deal. Moving on, I'll read a few more reviews and then we will finally get into, oh, we got to do win for the week. We'll do that after the other podcast reviews and then we will start listening to the very first episode of Chiseled and Called. Okay, so this person put not inspiring one star. It is disappointing to me that this podcaster uses her beliefs to sell items from Amazon. I believe they even did a giveaway for five-star reviews. As a devout Christian, I am troubled as to how I can take this seriously. I truly hope more Christian podcasters seek to inspire rather than bribe and make money. Also, she recently threatened people who leave negative reviews. I listened to the first episode and did not like it. The purpose of leaving reviews is to share your opinion. Threatening listeners seems very weird. Another one-star review is titled, Yikes. And it says, another influencer podcast on the market. I couldn't make it past the word salad of the first episode, not to mention the host has been bribing followers on IG for five-star reviews, which seems really shady and potentially against the terms of service. Then had the audacity to threaten anyone who doesn't leave a five-star review will have their name out on a, quote, list of documentation, unquote, for a slander lawsuit. I know the influencing world is shady, but with examples like that, I can't take anything this woman says about the Lord seriously. Last one is titled, Atrocious Zero Stars Do Not Recommend. And of course, you can't leave zero stars, so it's one star. And it says, this vapid woman preaches Christianity, but is a walking hypocrite and using this podcast to spin her trial in a positive light. She's being sued by the state of Texas and is acting like it's relatable content. What a bottom of the barrel be. Anything that inconveniences her, her a demon, I'm assuming they meant to say something like anything that inconveniences her is a demon. Uh, and then they say she also incentivized positive reviews with a giveaway on her social media. So this should honestly be pulled for violating the terms and conditions. Religion is not inherently bad, but this mega church talking in circles woman is not what any actual Christian models their behavior after. So that's just a taste of some of the negative reviews, but those are definitely not the only ones on Apple Podcasts. Now, 
Let's do win for the week and we will get into listening to this podcast as a reminder or if you're new here, telling me your win for the week is just you leaving a comment, letting me know something that was good that happened to you this past week, something that made you happy, something that made you thankful, something that made your life easier or that was exciting. Just just something good that happened to you this past week. Let me know in the comment section down below so we can celebrate together. As for my win for the week, it would have to be that the lettuce that I am trying to like regrow from scraps has started growing roots and that's super exciting. I've been all into gardening lately. I do not have a green thumb in the slightest, but I'm trying. Like I need a hobby that's relaxing and fun and, and gets me outside in the sunshine because I need it. And especially with the weather getting so nice outside, like I just want to be out there. And so anyway, I'm regrowing lettuce from scraps and they're in water on the windowsill above my kitchen sink. And the one that I started first finally has little roots coming out of it. So that's super exciting. And that is my win for the week. All right. Time to get into it. We are listening to the very first episode of Chiseled and Called. It's called Cancel Culture, Slander, and the Refining Fire. If you are watching this, I'm going to be looking down like the entire time because it's a, it's a podcast. It's just audio. There's no video. And so I don't want to be staring at the screen just like slack jawed the entire time. So I'm going to be doodling in a notebook to help keep my focus, which makes this video perfect for doing laundry, cleaning the house, going for a walk, whatever, because you don't actually have to be sitting and watching it. It's just going to be great to listen to. You're listening to Chiseled and Called with Brittany Dawn, a podcast about finding freedom in imperfection and peace in your broken pieces through Jesus. Our prayer is that today's message will bless you, embolden you, and fix your gaze on the King, that it will stir up the calling God has placed within you. Without further ado, here's your host, Brittany Dawn. This is just personal preference. I don't love that intro. I think she did it that way. Like she hired a voiceover artist to do the intro to make it seem like this is some big professional production. But to me, it puts me on guard. It makes me feel like, oh, this isn't going to be an authentic thing. And obviously, I know, Brittany, I have opinions on her. So taking that out of the equation, if I were looking for somebody who I thought was going to be honest and truthful and just not care what they may or may not be allowed to say, and I heard that intro, I would automatically be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I would have these preconceived notions about what it means when you have a professional setup like this with a voiceover artist and all that. And I might think, okay, there's probably some things that they're not going to be allowed to say because it seems like this is a production, maybe associated with another company. And so there's going to be restrictions on that. Like I would just start brainstorming all of these things and I wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm just watching a girl talk about her faith. I'm just watching somebody get on a mic and be honest and unfiltered. It would just put all of these like I don't want to say snap judgments but but it would make me be like oh hmm, I wonder about this I wonder about that I wonder who's backing this where's the financial part of this coming from I would just have a ton more questions and maybe that's just my brain working overtime and looking too deeply into things because sometimes I do that where I'm like oh like I sometimes I just can't enjoy things because I'm constantly thinking about what the motivation is behind certain things or the way that things are done so maybe that's just me we're like 30 seconds into it and I'm already on a tear. 
I'm done talking about it. I don't like that voiceover intro, but that's just my opinion, as is pretty much everything in this video anyway, just my opinion on what's being presented. Welcome to the Chiseled and Called podcast. I am your host, Brittany Dawn, and this is officially the first episode, you guys. I'm literally so excited. It feels surreal. It truly feels surreal. Um, and it's also actually my birthday today, not literally like as I'm recording this, but as you guys are listening to this, because the plan this whole time has been to launch this podcast on my birthday, on my 32nd birthday. So I am 32 years young today. And yes, I say young because I'm always in denial that I'm in my 30s. But honestly, like looking back, my 30s so far have been the best years of my life. I can truthfully say that with my hand on a Bible. Like my 20s were just spent so, you know, just trying to figure it out. I feel like that's what your 20s are. They're kind of just like your trial and error years, so to say, mm. something like that. Anyways, wow, this is exciting. Happy birthday, Brittany. Happy belated 32nd. I hope you had a great time celebrating. I love that she said your 20s are like your trial and error years. Well, you're going to trial in your 32nd year. So I guess your 30s are your trial and error years as well. So much excitement on such a special day. So thank you guys for joining me. This has actually been a long time coming. I have wanted to start this podcast for years, years, you guys. And every time I started to step out, the Lord would tell me no or take the desire from my heart because that's how God operates. And then last December, so like December of 2022, the Lord opened a door so wide that I was like, yeah, I can't ignore this. And here we are. It's here. It's real. And I'm going to do everything I can in my power to be as real and raw and transparent as I can in every single episode because that is how I navigate my social media platforms and why would this be any different? Why would a podcast be any different? So what door had to be opened for you to be like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. I need to start a podcast. It's free to do a podcast. If you have, if you have a phone, you can create and publish a podcast. So I don't know. I would love more details on that. And then also when somebody overemphasizes how, truthful and honest they're gonna be it makes me think that they're lying that's just me because when, when someone's like oh well to be honest I'm like well what else would you be well why are you prefacing this with saying that you're going to be honest about something aren't you just honest all the time puts me on edge puts puts my guard up when I hear somebody being like I'm so honest are you though which honestly like even the fact that the podcast is you know manifesting as it is I'm not talking about like new age. Like I feel like I need to clarify that. Like some people are going to take that and run with it. Things of the True. Lord can manifest in real life. That is not, that is not new age manifesting, which again, that'll be a podcast episode. But even as this like story is playing out in itself, it, it just kind of rolls right into today's topic. Um, I told you guys in the trailer that I don't do the surface level small talk and I wasn't kidding. I really don't. So today we are going to be diving headfirst into the uncomfortable, vulnerable, wow, she just went there discussion. We're going to be talking about, drum roll, the refining fire. Yeah, not a fun topic, but we've all been there. And I have no doubt that this is going to resonate with so many of you guys because the truth of the matter is no one leaves this life unscathed. And if you know someone that has, I would love to meet him or her. Um, because you can't, you can't possibly live on this earth, Christian or not. I wouldn't be here. Like, 
She said, no one leaves this earth or no one leaves this life unscathed. And if you know somebody, I would love to meet them. Like, I know she's just speaking figuratively. I need to stop. I I think when I'm just listening, I pick up on more than if I'm watching a video and like watching the interactions and taking it in because this is literally just audio. And so all I am hearing are the words being spoken. I'm not hearing and watching. So my attention is kind of like divided, if that makes sense, between the the visuals and the audio, it's purely words. And so I'm just like picking up on all the little things and I need to let her just like get into it. And then we can talk about what's actually in here. And not face a difficult season. That's, we live in a fallen, broken world. And so, yeah, if you know someone, I would love to, uh, to meet these people because again, I, I don't know how that would be possible. My prayer today is that today's message is just, it blesses you guys. I pray that the Lord ministers to your heart. I pray that the Lord speaks to you. I pray that the Lord encourages you to keep moving forward through the trials and the tribulations, no matter what might come, because tough times come, seasons come. Life is a journey full of highs and lows, right? So anyways, let's dive in. Um, The scripture for today is one that I have personally been clinging to in this season, and it's this. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. James 1.12. Y'all, that scripture is so good. I don't know if my microphone is picking up. We live, (laughs) I can't even make this up. We live on the final flight path of a military air force base. And I'm not kidding, like every 30 minutes, every 30 minutes on the dot, there are fighter jets and or like those B-52 bomber planes. I should know this. Um, I'm a pilot's daughter. I don't know if that's what these planes are, but I'm not kidding. They literally buzz our house. And so I don't know if my mic is picking that up. It probably is maybe. But if you hear some like, you know, rattling and stuff in the background, all is well here. We're just chilling. We're just chilling. Okay. So um, a fun fact, the name of this podcast actually came to me years ago, 2019 to be exact which simultaneously ended up being one of the hardest years of my life. I walked through cancel culture. I walked through fiery flames of that, um, not only on a national scale, but on a worldwide scale, like literally in front of the whole world. No one ever pictures their face being plastered on Good Morning America, much less for a bad reason, right? Like no one pictures that. You never grow up thinking, wow, like one day I'm going to be plastered all over the biggest news station in our country. And then you really just don't think it's going to be for a reason that you're not proud of, right? But again, the Lord can use anything as he has and currently is. Um, So yeah, that happened. And then you add layers to that with not just one, but multiple Good Morning America features. So that's awesome. Um, 2019 quickly became the rise of cancel culture. And if you were on social media at that time, you know that to be true. It literally, that's what it is. It just became this quick, like everyone's fearful of cancel being canceled. Everyone, you know, wants to cancel people. It was just awful. And it seemed like everyone wanted to see an influencer crumble and crumble. I did. I literally fell flat on my face. Um, and the world watched me as I felt. That was not a result of cancel culture. That was not because people were just trying to find something to dislike you for in order to get you canceled, right? Like, I truly hope that this is not what she believes and instead she's just saying it to make herself look better, to set up this facade of like, 
yes, I am going to trial. Yes, people have all these negative things to say about me, but this is just, it's, you know, a continuation of this cancel culture and the cancellation that I fell victim to in 2019 for things totally out of my control. Because we've talked about this a million times, I'm not going to go into the deep depths and all the details of everything that we've already discussed. But basically, the reason she's going to trial is because of being accused of deceptive business practices. And the details behind that accusation would be that when Brittany Dawn ran, you know, when she created and operated Brittany Dawn Fitness LLC, she promised to sell people personalized fitness plans and personalized meal plans. And these plans ranged from about $90 to up to $300 and people did not get the product they paid for. Allegedly, people said that they just got these general cookie cutter plans and this was discovered when people were on a Facebook group, on the Facebook group talking about their meal plans and people discovered that they had the same ones even though they had different goals. And there were even some people who were eating way too few calories for their goals. There were people who were there who were trying to get healthier by gaining weight because they were underweight and they were still eating in a calorie deficit. And so allegedly, you know, this is all alleged. But so if you offer someone a a product and they don't get that product, they don't get what was promised to them, that's a valid reason to be upset. That's a reason to want a refund or to want an apology or to want some sort of explanation, some sort of response from Brittany, because allegedly, according to some of these people, when they reached out to her, they didn't get a response or they like they would reach out with a complaint and they would get an auto response of like, way to go, girl, you're crushing it. So like, these are valid reasons to be upset. This is not people picking something totally minuscule and, you know, inconsequential and then trying to blow it up in order to get you canceled. People were upset for legitimate reasons. You issued an apology video, which is now gone, and you completely pivoted your content. If you did not do anything wrong, you would not have made that choice, I don't think. If you were like, look, I didn't do anything wrong. I delivered all my promises. I like what I do and I'm passionate about fitness, so I'm going to keep doing it you would have like that like that's what i think you would have done if you did not think that you had done anything wrong and this was your passion you would have pushed through it and you would have been like people can try and cancel me all they want but this is like this is what i do this is who i am so we're going to keep going and if she hadn't done anything wrong if it was just a cancellation thing people would have forgotten about it in a few months as soon as the next person in that same kind of sphere on youtube or another like influencer got canceled and people would have moved on. But in this case, you knew that you made a mistake, whether it was intentional or not. In my opinion, you knew that you messed up. That's why you made the apology video and you knew that you could not continue to operate that business, which is why you pivoted to religious influencing. Fell flat on my face, broken in the mud. The world watched as I got labeled every cringy, false, scathing title possible during my fallout. I got to witness the ones I called friends kick me while I was down, followed up by what genuinely felt like the rest of society. Um, And I know that's a stretch, but when you're in the heat of it, you guys, that's exactly exactly what it feels like. Um, And it didn't just stay online. People scoffed at me at coffee shops. People harassed me, stalked me, followed me in my vehicle, posted my address, followed my family. 
took pictures of me while I was in public, confronted me while I was trying to work out or get groceries, and the list could go on, you guys. I've gotten a little bit more bold about this in this season of life. Um, By the time this launches, I'm sure I've gotten very bold because it is, I am now about to step into my season of speaking out and, and pushing back. People, I can't wait to hear it. I'm so glad you're in your season of speaking out because so many people would love an explanation of, of what your thought process is on a lot of these things because it was especially weird that like up until a few weeks ago, she had not acknowledged the trial. She just hadn't. And so, so many people were like, are you literally just going to keep posting on Instagram as if this thing isn't happening? Because people know about it. It's public news. Like, what is going on here? That was bizarre. So I'm glad she is speaking out. But I also just want to say, like, we can all talk about the things that we don't like about Brittany or how she acts or the things that she's done. And that's totally fine. But threatening, harassing, following her or her family, not okay. Like ever. Not cool. I just feel like I have to say that threatening people, following them, making them generally feel unsafe is not okay. And I, I do not condone that. I actually knew cut ties with me. People that knew the truth and knew that I wasn't what the media or internet deemed me as. But I get it. You know, again, 2019 was a time where everyone feared being canceled. I get it. Again, like especially if you have a business or your career is online, like no one wants to go through that because it can literally destroy everything. Um, and side note, shout out to the friends of mine who actually stayed in my life in 2019 and didn't care about who the internet said that I was because they actually knew me. Like they really knew me and y'all are the real ones. Some might say, you know, like that sounds humiliating, Brittany. And don't get me wrong. It was, but humiliating was actually the nicest way to put it. It was crushing, defeating, wearisome, debilitating, The humiliation was literally the easiest part to face, if we're being honest here. And as much as I want to dive into my testimony right now, um, that's going to be an upcoming episode once I'm past this lawsuit that I'm gracefully attempting to navigate. That's a curveball. Bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, Yeah, so I'm walking through a pretty massive lawsuit. But I don't know if that was necessarily a curveball, even if somebody just watches Brittany and they don't look at any sort of outside sources. Um, she did post on her YouTube that she was going to trial and so she's discussed it, but definitely not a curveball for a lot of people who do follow Brittany, but not necessarily because they enjoy being influenced by her, more so to just keep up with what she's doing. You know what? The craziest part about things like this is it doesn't have power over me. The media storm doesn't have power over me. What others say about me in a slanderous, defamatory video doesn't have power over me. Hateful, passive-aggressive articles have no power over me. Even the snarky DMs from cat profile photo accounts have no power over me. None of it does. And the reason I'm not opening up to talk about this quite yet, as badly as I want to, is because I am literally weeks away from my trial date. Praise God. I have never felt so ready in my life. I've remained silent on this for years, knowing good and well that my time would eventually round the corner and y'all, it is finally almost here. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. In fact, by the time you're listening to this again, which would be March 22nd, um, chances are that trial is either over with or almost over with. Hallelujah. 
Praise the good Lord God Almighty. Just pausing the video to say that the trial is not over. It did end up getting delayed. And so I believe the new trial date for it to start is May 15th. So we've got a while before there will be any sort of resolution on that front. Most people immediately think the worst when they hear trial. Like, yeah, no one wants to go through a lawsuit. And sure, it sounds scary to some, but guess what? It happens. Life happens. Hard things in life happen. No matter how much you try to keep your life intact, things are going to get messy. You're going to get hit with bad news from the doctor or get blindsided by a breakup. You're going to have your heart unexpectedly spit up and ripped to shreds by a close friend, and you're going to go through loss at the most inconvenient time. You're going to be caught off guard, sucker punched, and feel utterly swallowed up at times. But you know what's really cool about so much descriptive language here? All of that, how Jesus is ever so present in the midst of these storms that we navigate, how he can take that very thing that the enemy set out to drown us, and he can literally turn it around for our good. Only a sovereign, righteous, steadfast father could do that. And it's really going to throw some people for a loop hearing how joyful I am about all of this. But that's what Jesus does, right? He gives us an unexplainable peace and a tangible joy right in the middle of the fire and the flames. That has been my narrative for the last four years of my life. Being canceled, walking through a lawsuit, being unfairly found guilty in the court of public opinion, valley after valley, trench after trench. And what I've realized is this, no amount of hardship, struggle, or seemingly difficult season can take away what the Lord has graciously given to us. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. If it's written in God's word... Okay, I'm going to need you to leave a comment below if you grew up going to church and the song based on that verse popped into your head as soon as she started saying it, because that's what happened to me. I will save your ears. I will, I will give you that grace of not having to hear me sing it but if you know the song if you know what i'm talking about tell me in the comment section and it stands to be true even still today you guys as i previously stated as much as i want to i will not be diving into my testimony today but that will be an upcoming episode um, as there are some puzzle pieces that the lord is still walking me through um so today we will actually be diving in to what it looks like walking through the fire different ways that the Lord can use those struggles to refine us. Yay. We love refining and sanctification and what it looks like to trust in his timing when it seems like all hope is lost. Um, after walking through cancel culture in 2019 and having an encounter with him that forever changed my life, the Lord swiftly called me into the wilderness. If you've been walking with the Lord for any amount of time, then you know what I'm about to say is true. The wilderness is not fun. The wilderness is a place of surrender, pruning, and refining, and sanctification comes forth in the wilderness. It's a place where the Lord chisels us, and then when we're ready in His timing, not our own, He calls us out of wondering. I cannot imagine navigating this wilderness without the Lord. What a lost, hopeless, desolate place that would be without His tangible presence. When God walks with you into the fire, it's always to set you free from the bondage, the shackles, and maybe the change that you've been held captive by for, you know, for me, it was for years. I literally was held by so much bondage. I mean, let me see if I can list them off the top of my head. Anxiety, panic attacks, depression, um, suicidal ideation. Um, and I'm not going to go into that because again, that would need a trigger warning. 
I have wrestled with sexual sin, promiscuity, drinking in my past, like just so many things, so many things, shame, the shame of being divorced, like so many things. Anyways, y'all, I'm so fired up. I cannot wait to share my testimony. It is going to be so juicy and so good. And, you know, all these people on the internet think they have the tea about me. They really don't. (laughs) They really don't. Um, But I'm going to give them something to talk about. Okay. So, yeah, as I was saying, that's what the Lord comes to do. He comes to set us. Most people who talk about Brittany on the internet aren't like, I've got the tea that no one's ever heard before. This is breaking news. Most of the time, it's people commenting on things that she has publicly posted. This is really fascinating because it almost seems like she is presenting this podcast as if she's talking to people who don't know her. Not even as if it's being put out there for the people who already follow her and like her. It's kind of like she's speaking as if it's to an entirely new audience and flipping things and presenting herself in a way that she would like to be seen, but doesn't exactly align with reality. And I know that she does tend to do that on Instagram anyway. Like she'll say that things that are happening to her are a result of demonic attacks or, you know, she's like the one thing that pops into my head is when she posted a reel about, you know, decides to live in uh, sexual purity, demonic attack, gets yourself right with Christ, demonic attack, becomes a foster parent, demonic attack. And at that point, she hadn't even been certified to be a foster parent. And so she's posting on Instagram that she's getting demonic attacks because she became a foster parent before she'd even become a foster parent. And so I know that she already tends to do that, but I feel like I'm getting that vibe even more so listening to this podcast. It's just really interesting to try and Find the the logic behind that. And while you might be able to say like, okay, the logic is she's hoping to reach new followers and grow her audience in in an attempt to get more profit for XYZ. Like, you know, you can think about logically why someone might do that, but that might not always be their motivation. It could be something else. And so just going through it and analyzing it is fascinating it's free from the bondage the shackles and chains and that you've been held captive by for years right and honestly looking back on these last four years i am so grateful for every dark gloomy seemingly hopeless place that the lord has brought me out of i'm not the same Brittany. not a single aspect of who i am mirrors who i used to be and i'm so so thankful for that but can we be real for a second that sanctification hurt you guys Like your girl got some scars, some deep, deep scars, but the Lord came in and he turned those songs into melodies for me. And it's only in the fire, through the fire and with the fire that this refining can happen. It's easy to feel like we're being punished when we're in a barren place. And I get it. It feels like you're being abandoned, right? It's easy to feel like we're being punished when we're in a barren place. It's easy to feel abandoned when we look around and see all the things going wrong. Maybe you lost that job or that relationship slash marriage ended. Maybe your best friend is now a stranger or you got a doctor's report that left you struggling to catch your breath. One loss after another loss after another. Gut punch after gut punch, fall after fall. I get it. I've been there in some ways, still kind of am, even as I'm recording this podcast. But I see what that one reviewer meant by word salad because she's taking the same idea 
and phrasing it like six different ways. And I don't know what that's for, if it's to fill time or what, uh, or to like sound deep and profound, who knows? And so we're 14 minutes into this and I don't feel like she's really said much. There's not really anything I can kind of pick out and be like, oh, that was an interesting topic she covered. I feel like everything just kind of has blended together because it's been the same thing, just again, rephrased multiple times. It also just kind of feels like she hopped on Google and typed in different ways to say going through a hard time and then copied and pasted all of those into a Word document and made that the script for this episode. I think I want to get into something deep. I want to be able to pick something out of this and be like, oh, that was good. Like, that was a good point or that was a really good conversation topic. Give me something. That's life, right? As long as we are Christians, you guys, we are never going to live a day on this earth where the enemy is not actively working against us. It doesn't mean that he will win because we walk in dominion, power, and authority through the Holy Spirit that lives within us. But you better believe Satan's going to pull out all the stops, all of them. I literally just told someone this weekend um, that mentors me and I consider a spiritual mother. I told her, I was like, it feels like Satan opened the floodgates and every demon got unleashed on us these last few weeks. That's what it feels like. Y'all, I've been walking through it, but the key word in that, through. And the only reason I can even work up the strength to keep showing up, to keep moving forward, to keep pressing on is because the Lord is right there with me. I'd be a fool to think that this strength is coming from my own flesh. Like, are you kidding me? You guys, I would have quit so long ago, like four years ago. I would have thrown the towel in. There have been so many times in my life where it would have been easy for me to say I quit or where was God in the middle of that fire or does he not love me enough to save me from this pain? Does he see what I'm going through? But what I've come to learn over the last four years of walking with God is this. He was there. He was always there and he never left my side. I've learned that in the fire, though the flames and the smoke cannot touch me, there is a lesson to be learned. That good things, purified things, sanctified things come from the flames. I've learned that God works outside of our understanding, that it is impossible to comprehend an incomprehensible God. That was also another revelation I had at one point in the wilderness. Our God, who takes you from glory to glory in 2 Corinthians, is the same God who tends to do His greatest work within the most unexpected trials. Like, think about it. God is omnipresent, meaning He's everywhere. He knows all, he sees all, he hears all. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He gets the final say in every situation, including that one that seems like a barren desert. The very desert where you're thirsty and desperate for a touch from God, that's the same desert that he comes in to give us his living water, where he reminds us to drink from the well that never runs dry. That situation where you're asking God where I feel like I just have to pause and explain this for anyone who is not super familiar with the Christian Bible and is feeling a little bit confused or off-put by all of the desert and wilderness metaphors. There are multiple stories in the Bible where people were tested in the wilderness. Jesus famously was tested by the devil when he was wandering in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The Israelites wandered through um, the, the desert while they were getting to the promised land. Um, what's another one? Oh, she mentioned living water or like for people who are thirsty. I don't know what exact phrase she used, but 
Christ is supposed to be uh, able to provide living water so you'll never be thirsty again, but it's, you know, metaphorical water. It's everlasting life that we get because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So, um, yeah, she's using like biblical kind of language in order to identify with the audience that she is speaking to. Are you? He's there. Isaiah 60, 22, which is one of my favorite scriptures, and I've shared this so many times on my social media, it basically tells us that when the time is right, the Lord is going to make it happen. When he is done doing a good work within you, he will call you out of that wilderness. But until then, how we choose to steward this season is fully up to us with the free will that's been placed in our hands. Are you going to complain about everything going wrong? Because trust me, I've been there too, guys. Like, I would be lying if I said there weren't seasons where I was complaining more than I was praising, where I was worried more than I was worshiping. We've all been there before, right? But how we choose to steward the seasons that are hard, the seasons that are trying, the the seasons that are pruning and fiery and just all the above, that is fully up to us. Because despite what anyone says, we serve a God who tends to do his greatest work in the most unexpected of circumstances. He's the God who loves flexing a bit. We all know this to be true when the odds are stacked against us because that's his nature and he loves everyone, including the underdog. It's easy to feel like the refining fire is a form of punishment. And honestly, sometimes it can be based off of our own fleshly decisions that put us in that very position. But again, God can use everything that the enemy set out against us for our good. Like he can literally take the biggest mistake you've made in your life And he can turn that around for his glory. Isn't that awesome? Like only God could do that. He can come in and completely flip the script. So I want to remind anyone listening to this right now that God is not mad at you. I want to remind you that he has not abandoned you, nor has he forsaken you. And if you're in the refining fire right now, first of all, welcome to the club. (laughs) Second of all, that just means that the Lord is preparing you for whatever lies ahead. I believe with my whole heart that every single one of you guys listening to this right now has a calling on your life. You might be listening to this episode as someone trying to find a reason to slander me yet again, which if that's you, I want to take a second to say that I pray that you have a radical, unexplainable encounter with the father like I did. I hope you are so overcome and overwhelmed by his tangible presence that you not only give your life to Christ, but that you turn around and start living a life submitted unto him. I hope that his omnipotent power breaks off every spirit of depression, slander, gossip, anxiety, or loneliness in the name of Jesus. I pray that he makes you feel seen and heard and loved because he loves you. And as weird as this probably is to hear, I love you too. Okay, back to what I was saying now. Oh, that was so fake. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it was. She does not love the people who criticize her. If she did, she would describe them accurately instead of as slanderers, depressed slanderers who no one cares about and pays attention to. And that's why they're talking about her because they need attention and they need someone to listen to them. That is not why people criticize Britney. It just isn't. And so her saying that in the way that she said it, I'm like, I believe with everything in me that each person listening to this podcast right now has a calling. And guess what? It is not going to look like mine and it's not going to look like anyone else's that you follow. It's not going to look like your sister's calling or that girlfriend who has a women's ministries calling 
Like, could you imagine if we all had the same calling? I'm so grateful the Lord did not bestow me with the responsibilities and line of work that he gave to my husband. I would be a walking, talking train wreck layered in a bulletproof vest and tactical gear. God did not wire me to be on the front lines of a standoff or a rescue mission. And thank you, Lord, because that honestly sounds utterly terrifying. But he did call me on the front lines of social media. He called me to be a bold, unapologetic, unwavering voice for the kingdom in a time where sex sells and being a sellout gets you clout. And in order for me to grasp, understand, and steward my calling, he had to remove some of the uncomfortable, not so great layers of my life first. Your calling is going to look different. It's meant to look different. However, before the Lord can push us into that, he strategically makes sure that we are equipped for such a time. It is of dire importance that our character matches our calling because if it doesn't, it's a recipe for disaster. If the Lord would have given me the responsibilities that he has placed in my hands five years ago, you guys, forget it. First of all, I literally would have laughed. I would have audibly laughed and said, are you kidding me? Do you want me to do ministry? Ministry was never, never in my five or my 10 year plan. It was never in my life plan, period, which again is just how the Lord tends to operate always pulling the least likely people out of their pit and into their kingdom calling. I spent the majority of my 20s running, tail tucked from the Lord, you guys. I had my eyes so heavily fixated on the world that I was blind, naive, and living the life that selfishly I wanted to. So of course the Lord couldn't place that in my hands at that time in my life. I would have been a poor steward of what he was entrusting me with. My character and my heart were not ready for what the Lord had planned in my life. There was a process that needed to take place before that season happened. Before this moment, literally me sitting here on this podcast, it would even come. The reason I'm even able to talk about the refining fire and the seasons in the wilderness is because I've been there. Not just for a few days or for a few months, but for years. I made a home within the fire and the flames. But just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, the flames never touched them because God never left them. He was right there with them in the middle of the fire. And to everyone's shock, they came out completely unscathed. Like, can you imagine seeing that? Watching three people get thrown into a fiery pit and come out completely untouched by fire. I wouldn't even know what to say. I would be completely speechless. The Bible tells us that they didn't even smell like smoke. What? Like, I don't understand how people get bored reading the Bible. Have you ever read some of these stories? They're wild. They're like loony bat wild, you guys. The lesson in me sharing this is this. God doesn't promise to save us from the fire or the flames. Like he, he never says you will never go through trials in the Bible. Like the Bible, if anything, says the complete opposite and says you will go through trials. But what he does promise us is that he will be there in the middle of the fire with us, that he will never leave our side. He promises that even when it seems like everyone else does, no matter how turbulent the trial gets, he will remain next to us. He promises us that he can do a good thing when all hope seems lost because his name is hope. Somewhere along the way, we got this idea stuck in our heads that God only wants perfect Christians, that God wants to use the people who have it all together and have it all figured out. And maybe you felt that way from a church service you went to as a kid or walking through church hurt or anything of that nature for being vulnerable and sharing your struggles and someone shamed you. Which, if that's you on behalf of the body of Christ, I want to apologize and say I'm so sorry you went through that. That is not loving like Christ calls us to, and I would go on a whole five-minute rant about that. Maybe I will in a future episode because church hurt is real, and, and it can really put you backwards in your walk with the Lord. So I just wanted to address that because let me tell you guys, 
the holier. Okay. Something that is kind of confusing to me that I've been kind of ruminating on for the past few minutes listening to her talk is. So here's how my thought process started. Okay. It started with the thought of, I think this would be so much more impactful if Brittany gave more personal examples of what specifically she is going through. And I know she mentioned the trial and she mentioned cancel culture and running from God and all that, but that's still, even though it is a little bit personal, it's still very general. So I'm like, you know, I think most people know that in life, you're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through tough things. We all kind of know this, but it's a lot more helpful and impactful if somebody says like, yeah, we're all going to go through tough times. Here's what I went through or here's what I'm experiencing. Here are some of the feelings I had when this thing happened and here's what I did to kind of get over it or whatever. If, if they gave personal details, you might be able to find more to identify with in that sort of presentation. So that's what I'm thinking of. And then I start thinking, you know, it, it sounds really like she just is speaking to people who aren't Christian or maybe newer to the faith and think like, as soon as I start following God and I get baptized, it's going to be smooth sailing. Because, you know, in general, <laughs> you know, I can't speak for everyone's experience, but in general, Christians tend to get a lot of messaging that if you go to like church regularly, if you don't pay attention to like the prosperity gospel preachers, right? If you are in the word or you go to church regularly or you hang out with a lot of other Christians, most people aren't giving off the impression that that's what's going to happen, that things are just going to be super easy because you're a Christian. There is a lot of talk of like, you will go through trials, you will go through tough times. And in those times, like it's important to lean on God and not run from him. And so we have these conversations. So most people who are Christians don't necessarily need Brittany telling them in these general terms that like, you know, you're going to go through tough times. It, it's not necessarily something that's needed. And then she throws out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and just talks like everybody listening is going to know that story in the Bible. But if you're talking to people who are newer in the faith, they might not know that. They might not know about King Nebuchadnezzar and, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All that's to say, I would love if Brittany would either go more in depth with this because she's being right, you know, at the beginning, she's like, I don't do small talk. I just dive into the deep stuff. Okay, so be unfiltered. Give us the deep stuff. Give us the details that you can give us because obviously I'm not telling her to like divulge everything about the trial because legally... I'm sure that's not the best option for her. That's not the smartest thing to do. But in terms of other things, other things that you have gone through that have really tested your faith or that you have struggled with or that you feel have made you a stronger person, give us the examples of those things that helped you change to become who you say you are now and gave you that transformation or that you had to work through in order to experience that transformation, um, you know, just that would be really nice to hear in a podcast like this. And, or, you know, you can pick one of the two suggestions. When you're giving a reference from the Bible, go a little bit deeper, because if you just want this to be kind of like something not too intimidating for maybe 
people who are newer to their faith and are, are maybe just a little bit interested, they might not get those references. They might not understand a lot of this language that you're using and it could be off-putting to them because they feel like it's in-group language and they're not part of that and they're not getting the explanation and they're like, oh, should I know Chad who? Chadrack? Should I know that person? That might be kind of off-putting. So the point of that whole rant is maybe she could take one or both of those suggestions for future podcast episodes. The now approach is a slippery slope. Just like it is having your life all figured out, that's a dangerous place to be. And I can say that from experience. You go from needing God to being fully dependent on yourself. You see, life is not about your way. Life is not about living how you want to, the way you want to, when you want to. It's about His way. And look, I'm all about being little miss independent, but not when it begins to dampen your relationship with the one true king. There's a time and a place for independence. We serve a loving God, but he is a righteous and jealous God. He wants all of you, not just the pieces of your heart when you're in trouble or need a saving hand. Sure, he wants you in the highs, but he also wants you in the lows because it's in the lows where you reach the end of yourself and find the only thing left to do is to turn to him. When we place things before him or idols in our heart, don't doubt for a second that he will not quickly and swiftly remove those. That could be a job, a relationship, that boyfriend, or physical items. Y'all, I've been there. I'm not kidding. In 2019, when I walked through this, it felt like I was an onion. That's the best analogy I've, I've come up with in four years. I felt like I was an onion, and the Lord was just every pruning season or everything he pruned, it was just another layer and another layer and another layer being just ripped until he got to my core because he needed my heart. He needed my fully surrendered heart. You know, in the middle of the loss, we can trust that he's good and he's a faithful father who knows what's best for us and that the lesson in the mess is to be able to say, and if not, God is still good. I mean, look at the story of Job. He lost everything he had in his life. Job faced hardship, unfathomable loss, incomprehensible pain, and yet he loved the Lord with all his heart. He never once denied his love for the Father. Job's faith wasn't circumstantial and it didn't waver based off of the noise around him. His faith was rooted in truth. He was firmly placed on a rock-solid foundation and it could not be shaken no matter what evil was sent his way. Every low I have ever faced was undoubtedly a launching pad for what was to come. I realized that being in that low spot, as cliche as it sounds, meant that thing. I'll give her a point for that. She gave some broad context to the story of Job about how he lost so many things and went through so many tough times and never wavered in his faith. That's a very high level overview of the book of Job, but it's a little bit of detail. There's something in there. So we'll take a second to appreciate that she did that could only go up from there. When we surrender our lowest lows to Jesus, that just so happens to be the very place where he works miracles. And I had a revelation over dinner with a friend a couple of months ago. And let me tell you guys, that completely changed my perception or my perspective walking through the valley. My sweet friend looked over at me as we're over eating a steak dinner um, with a smile on her face. And she goes, you know, Britt, this valley might be exactly where God wants you. And I remember looking at her like, trying to like cut my steak. Like, uh, I don't understand what you're trying to say, you know, because like my God says that he wants this and that for me, but he doesn't say he wants me to like make a home in the Valley. And I was just really puzzled, but her whole perspective on this changed my life. She went on to explain how there are beautiful things that come forth in the Valley. 
And I sat there as I realized that I've actually had more supernatural encounters with the Lord in my valleys than I have on my mountaintops. It's where the fruit is, you guys. Like, I mean, really think about it. You don't see streams of running water, fruit trees, or lush green grass on the peak of a mountain. No, it's icy, it's cold, it's dark, it's uncomfortable, it's seemingly lifeless when you really think about it. That's not to say you can't find life at the peak of a mountain. You absolutely can. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. But have you ever considered that the valley is possibly right where God wants you, like where he needs you the most in this season? Psalm 23, 4 says, Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When we hear this verse, as we all have, we've heard this verse so many times in our life, I think our natural instinct is immediately to focus on the quote-unquote shadow of death. Like, yeah, God, um, about that, (laughs) I want sunshine and blue skies and green grass under my feet. This is not what I thought, you know, you had for me. But I want to give you a different perspective today. I want to highlight the word through in this verse. God's word doesn't say, though I make a bed in the valley. God's word doesn't say, though I take a nap in the valley. And it definitely doesn't say, though I make a home in the valley. God's word, the only standing truth left in this world, says when you are walking through the valley. No matter the mountain you're facing, high or low, no matter the level of darkness, dustiness of a corner, the depths of the pit that you're facing, Jesus will meet you right there. Not only that, but in order to have a shadow, you must have light. The word shadow in the scripture represents that the Lord hasn't left you. Like, how cool is that? That is a whole revelation to unpack right there. The fact that God jammed so many different perspectives in one scripture, like you have to have light to have a shadow and he doesn't say make a bed in the valley. He walks through it like just craziness, craziness. Like the word shadow in the scripture represents that the Lord has never left you. He's near, he's present, and he promises that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that no enemy can stand against you, cause harm to your soul, or dismantle the plans that the Lord has for you. I feel like some of y'all might need to rewind 15 seconds to listen to that one more time because like, you need to marinate in that. Um, Is the enemy going to send trials and fires and hardships to try to derail you? You better believe it. You're a kingdom kid. You are a threat. I need you to hear this. You are a threat to every demon in hell. You, right now, driving in your car or sitting in line at Starbucks, like you are a threat to hell. And that is the very moment where you dig a little deeper, you cling to his word a little bit tighter, and you let the mighty lion roaring behind you turn those demons away in Jesus' name. You're covered, sis. He has his hedge of protection over you every second of the day, including when you sleep. If you're walking through the valley or the fire right now, I want you to know that you're not stuck here. You will not die here. You will not lay here, nor will you make a bed here. You will get to the other side of this. And when you look back, you will be able to see the fruit and the evidence of God's hand that was gracefully guiding you all along. Our father did not give us a spirit of timidity. He gave us peace. He gave us love. He gave us authority and he gave us a sound mind. When you're walking in those fires, when all of hell is breaking loose around you, rest, which is like the total opposite of what the world tells us to do, right? The world says, fight back, push back, speak up, get loud, like all these things in there. And don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place. Like what I'm walking through currently is a great um, representation of that. I have remained silent for four years. I waited on the Lord and now the Lord is telling me to step out and speak. And I am right. 
So like there's a time and a place to speak up, but when you're processing. I'm just laughing because a lot of times when I do reaction videos, I wait for a thought to end before I jump in. You know, I try to let people get their thoughts out so I can comment on it having the complete thought as opposed to like jumping in and being like, ah, here's what I think. So I've been like just listening and waiting and kind of like watching the clock and over two minutes have gone by. I can only imagine it's been longer than that since I've had a chance to like stop and comment on something because this all just feels like one long run on thought. I And I've been trying to listen here. I'm, I'm like thinking, okay, if this person was giving a, a talk at my church, how would I feel about this message? Not necessarily coming from Brittany, but like somebody saying this, these exact words, if I was listening to it in a different environment, how would I feel about it? And, and I just feel nothing. Like hearing her say all of these things, it's not resonating with me. Maybe it resonates with somebody else, but as somebody who goes to church every week and consumes Christian content and, and enjoys learning new things about the Bible or hearing other people's experiences with God, this just isn't, this, this isn't giving me anything. And I don't like saying that when somebody like talks about God, they're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it, but this isn't striking any sort of chord with me, but maybe it is with somebody else. And hopefully it's having a positive impact on another person is really all I can say at this point. Just the stuff happening around you, it's okay to rest and seek comfort in the most high. When you feel anxious, when you feel depressed, when you're down and out for the count, rest. It's not by your own strength, it's by his. It's not by your own might, it's by his. The discomfort of this valley that you're walking through or this fire that you're living in is refining you. I used to think that valleys are dry bones and dust and death. And I mean, that's kind of what we've made it out to be as a society, right? There is fruit to be found in the valley. Yes, even that one. All you have to do is look around and ask the Lord to reveal himself in the noise and the chaos. He is so faithful to do just that. Don't discount what God could be doing in your heart in this season. Every day you wake up, you are that much closer to the appointed time that the Lord is orchestrating for you. And he who is faithful to begin a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Philippians 1.6 tells us that. Never in a million years did I think that there would be a day where I would say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that trial. Thank you for that tribulation. Thank you for removing that person or situation from my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because when you're finally standing on the other side of things, you see the fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit that is living dwelling and thriving within you. James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I'm not sure who might need to hear this right now, but the fire is not going to define you. Like that is something I actually probably need to hear honestly in this moment. God is using the fire not to define you, but to refine you. And that kind of sounds like a cheesy, like, you're like, oh, wow, did you get that off Pinterest? Maybe. I don't know. I, I've heard it before. But like, that is something that I think I almost need to write on my desk on a sticky note because it's so easy when we're walking through the fire and the flames to feel like this is my now identity. Like my identity is now my past, my failures, my mistakes, 
this fire that I'm walking through publicly, like this is who I'm going to be forever, right? Like this is how people are going to remember me. They're going to remember me as the girl who did this or did that or went wrong here or went wrong there, right? But God is using this to refine us. He's not going to let this be our definition of who we are. That's our identity is rooted in Christ. Our identity will always be rooted in Christ. And though it might feel as such, you're not on a dead end road. Looking back, every moment of being held, pressed, and kept within the refining fire was a season where the Lord was preparing my heart for what light ahead. And one day, to the one listening to this right now, I promise you, you are going to look back on this season and you're going to smile. You will see a woman who was tried and tested and pruned only to be shaped into the very beautiful thing that the Lord had for her. You'll see that rock bottom was the very place that you realized life really wasn't about you at all. Like y'all, that is a revelation our society needs. Life is not about us. We live in such a selfish culture that it's just me, 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 what I want, what I want, what I want when I want it, how I want it, all the things. Um, But life is not about us. It's not about us at all, actually. Instead, it's about the King of Kings. One day you will see his radical love manifest in all aspects of your life, and you will be so grateful for the refinement in your life. God can use who he pleases, and he can do much with your little. All you have to do is give him your surrendered, weary, tired, unreserved yes, that come hell or high water, Lord, I will follow you because you've already been bought with the highest price and he says you're worth it all. I really hope that this just encourages anyone um, walking through the fire and the flames. I get it. I've been there. I feel like my whole last four years, though there have been some beautiful highs and some really, really hard lows, Um, which, you know, some of those lows being cancel culture and miscarriage, um, all of which I think my next episode is going to be a how we met story, which I'm super excited for me. And it'll be me and Jordan or how we met. Um, And then I think the one after that is going to be the miscarriage. So you'll stay tuned for that. It's been a really long season and it would be so easy to to give up now. Um, I feel like every time I get on social media and I try to respond to my DMs or my comments, that is the message that resonates the most is I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Life's hard for a lot of people right now, you guys. Um, And I hope this just encourages you a little bit today to keep going, to keep seeking the Lord, to keep chasing the Lord, to keep getting in God's word, to keep worshiping, to keep showing up because again, with our little, he can do much. Thank you guys so much for stopping in to listen to the very first episode, and I cannot wait to share my full testimony. I've actually never shared that fully anywhere on any of my platforms. Um, I've, I've shared it like here and there, bits and pieces and like TikToks and reels and stuff, but I've never openly shared it. So I wouldn't be surprised if that comes sooner than later. Um, I've been waiting on the Lord and I know he is now releasing me to step out. So gulp, it's icky letting people into your life like that, you know, but and it can be vulnerable. But again, this is not about me. My testimony is not about me. It's about the gospel. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the love that he so freely gives to all of us as his children. So praise God. If today's episode blessed you in any way, um, I would love if you would take 10, 15, maybe 30 seconds (laughs) to leave me a review on here. Um, It truly means so much to me. I know that the trolls are going to go on and leave bad reviews and one-star ratings, um, but that's not going to stop me. Y'all, I cannot wait to talk about cancel culture. It gets your girl fired up. I get really fired up. Anyways, again, 
please subscribe and leave a review. It helps me out so, so much. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you guys listening to this. It means more to me than you know. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed week and I will see you guys in the next episode. If you'd like to learn more about Brittany Dawn, you can find her personal... Okay, we don't need to go through that whole outro. Just a few thoughts on her kind of closing sentiments in the podcast. I do hope that she shares her testimony. It's easy for me to be cynical and have the thought of like, oh, you know, God's finally telling you you can talk about it. You probably don't want to talk about it because of all the stuff that you'll have to admit to. Like you can always share how you came to believe in Jesus, but you know what? That's her thing. And often people sharing their story of how they went from where they were to where they are now, especially as it relates to their faith in God is oftentimes very uh, deeply personal and painful. So it's not necessarily my place to be like, oh yeah, I better know why you haven't shared it yet. I hope she shares it. I hope that regardless of how I feel about her, that it does good for someone or somebody can resonate with it and they can relate to it and maybe it will be a positive thing for them. I mean, that's really all I can say about that. And um, it'll be interesting to continue to hear her thoughts on cancel culture because it seems like that's what she's going to keep talking about. She said it gets her fired up and I'm like, I, I bet it does. I, I bet it does get you fired up because that's how you're branding what happened to you. Um, as a result of your own actions when you ran Brittany Dawn Fitness LLC. So I can only imagine. And finally, I just thought it was interesting that she was like, I already know the trolls are going to come leave one star reviews. Okay, so you know to expect that. You know that there's going to be people who don't like what you have to say and they don't like that you put a podcast out. And so just roll with it. Like, it it just is what it is. And so in that instance, it sounded like she was just going to be like, I know they'll come, but it's fine. Like, I'm going to keep doing what I do. But then don't make a video and be like, mm, you're not anonymous. We got you. You're added to my ever-growing list of documentation. I don't think she needs to focus her attention on people leaving negative podcast reviews. I think there are plenty of other things that would uh, be better suited for her time and attention and focus. But that's pretty much it. Obviously, I gave my thoughts as we went through the podcast. I already gave my suggestions and said, like, I wish she would have done this instead. I do. Like, I wish that she would have gone in more detail. And I know she mentioned in future episodes giving, like, specific stories. And so, you know, that that is good that she's planning on doing that. But as far as this episode went, I just did not feel like there was a lot of substance in here. And I get that it was the first one and she's trying to make it applicable to a lot of people of like, everybody goes through this, everyone faces challenges. And I, so I, I understand that. But again, just giving at least one or two examples would have been super helpful for her to be like, you know, everybody goes through trials and it's in those trials where you can really like get pruned for your calling. And so your character matches your calling. And one example of this in my life would be blanket and go into that. Like, I feel like that would have made it so much more interesting to listen to because just the broadness of it without having any details made it like hard to pay attention to and hard to be invested in because you can have anybody tell you like you know people are going to go through tough times okay thanks like how do we make that more impactful 
So that's just my thought. Let me know what, what you thought about her podcast episode down below. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do that in the comment section. And while you were doing that, if you would consider liking this video or subscribing to my channel, that would be incredible. And if you are listening to the podcast, if you would consider giving it a rating or a review, I would be so appreciative of that. And if you have done either of those things already, thank you so much. And I am so appreciative of you. And I love being able to just sit here hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.